That sounds like Oscar the Grouch. It's like, it, how, how does this guy maintain relationships in general? Dude, Oscar the Grouch, like, that's so understandable why he's a It's grouch. like if I lived in a private neighborhood and some dumpster was in between me and my neighbor's house, and this guy literally lived in and would try to talk to us every day, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Welcome to episode 24. Is this 24? It's 24, baby. 24 of Fried versus Tapped. Thanks for joining, guys. Great to be back. I'm your co-host, Mike Ram, joined by... I'm your co-host, Mike Bisson, a.k.a. Microphone Mike. Now, Mike, if you'd allow me for a moment, I'd like to take you back to early 90s. And I was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember those drug PSAs they'd have? All the time. All the time. So there's one in particular I came across on YouTube, and it made me laugh quite a bit, to be frank. All right, so it's basically it's a Ninja Turtles ad, and it's an anti-smoking ad, and what it's these kids. First off, these kids are young. These kids in the commercial are, like, in second grade, offering each other pot. We're going to just... Something I was not doing in the second grade. Yeah, who was smoking pot in second grade? I don't even think I was swearing in the second grade. I thought crap was a swear in second grade. <laughs> yeah, same. I used to fucking go wild with crap, dude. I used to say crap all the time. Once my uh, grandmother said, I think it was my grandmother said, damn it, one time I looked at my dad. He goes, that's not a swear word. It was oh. game over once they said that. Oh, my God. I remember when my parents gave me permission to say ass. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was just game over. I was saying ass nonstop. Game over. Game over, dude. But anyway, so this is Ninja Turtles uh, anti-drug ad. It's about weed. Now, first off, the kid's offering the other kid drugs, and the turtles pop up. and like, now, what should you do? One of the turtles says, uh, buy a pizza. Now, that is what you, in theory, would do, you know, if you're high. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it gets to, you know, the turtles say no. You say no, and he starts calling the kid a loser. Ninja Turtles, you live in the sewer, you eat pizza 24-7, and your boss is a rat. You're in no position to call anybody a loser. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? I mean, they are living in a sewer. They're living in a sewer. No. Never mind your lifestyle. All that you're filling up on fucking empty calories and trans fats. You're fucking listening to a rat. All those carbs. All the too many carbs. Too many carbs. Those turtles. Too many, yeah, that's called pollution and hurting the turtles, the sea turtles. Yeah, they deserved uh, straw up the nostril for that one. I'll tell you. That the, the what's the rat's name? Striker. Striker sounds more like the owner of SeaWorld, The abuse he gives <laughs> these turtles. Dude, all right. Real quick with the Ninja Turtles. I don't know if you know this. But in the early 90s, they recorded their own musical album, and they went on tour. No. Yeah, dude. They went on tour, and they had concerts, and they were very, actually, pretty well-received as far as, like, you know, a lot of kids would go. And they'd be up there in the turtle costume playing playing guitar and doing all that fun stuff, eating cow, like eating pizza, saying cowabunga. Cowabunga, dude. Cowabunga, dude. Yeah, hang 10 or 10. Now, is it true they always ate Hawaiian pizza? No, no. Actually, the Ninja Turtles pizza is actually one of my favorite pizzas. What is it? The turtle special? Pepperoni and mushrooms. The turtle special is what, Mikey? Pepperoni and mushrooms. Pepperoni and mushrooms. It's honestly really good. <laughs> like, they really hit the nail on the head. Ooh, those hate... turtles know a thing or two about a thing or two, and one of those two things is pizza. Sounds like a Kathy Bates phenom. I love Kathy Bates. I heard her oink one time. <laughs> Don't have sex with her again. <laughs> Anywho, what is going on in the world of Mike Graham? Because I, for one, I'd love to hear. So, me and Mike, we went out to a bodega down the street from my house the other day. Oh, my God. I can't believe this happened. Yep. And this is no farther than 100 feet. Literally. It's down Main Street. Uh, right. Off, I live off of Main Street in the center of town. 
by the time this episode airs, I won't be. So I'm going to be moving more secluded. Went down there. He got a bottle of hot sauce. And we were just aware that the bottle of hot sauce is how many months old again, Mikey? Ten months past the sell-by date. Ten months. Yeah, like this, like, first off, this is a Colombian market. It's a great, like, market. I love the market. Incredible. It's a Colombian and Brazilian market. It's called Sky Market yeah. on Main Street in Nashua. Have, it's a butcher shop, and they're usually sold. They have a beautiful hot sauce selection, and it's a rotating selection, so you're never seeing the same sauces. Every time I go in there, I'm buying sauces. We got to boycott this place and cancel it out. I won't, but I will. No. I, <laughs> I would never, just because their hot sauce selection is just incredible. I will say, I got home, I was eating the hot sauce. I was eating some, I don't think it was a burrito or something. And I'm putting the sauce on, like, this tastes funky as shit. And then, like, I'm looking at it, it's 10 months past the sell-by date. 10 months, huh? That's just, that's a bit of an oversight, I would say. I'd call that an oversight, you know? Uh, yeah, that's no bueno, people. Hey, no bueno. That is uh, no bueno indeed, buddy. Indeed. Yeah, so what else? I mean, speaking of disgusting hot sauce that's 10 months expired, let's talk about things that gross us out from childhood. Oh, my God, things that gross all right, well, I you have... better not say Cinnabon. Off the, off the top of my head, immediately Cinnabon. What? We're going to end the show no. here. All right, I'm going to be honest. Cinnabons are gross. I just, I don't know what it is. I like cinnamon. I, I'm not big on... I look like I'm big on cakes, but I'm really not. I like a nice carrot cake. I like a nice cheesecake occasionally, and maybe a chocolate or vanilla. I like maybe some coconut. But I don't know. Something about a Cinnabon, it can just, it can go fuck itself till it's raw. All right? So let me ask you this, people. Let's dive into this Cinnabon mystery. What is it about Cinnabon you don't like? I really think it's the pastry itself. The I gotta be honest. Because I like cinnamon. I like churros. Churros it's, are great. I don't. I don't I, I'm going over the analysis, and it's no. That doesn't make sense. This is honestly one of my most unpopular opinions. Yeah, that's. I, I think no one agrees with me on this subject. I. I'm yeah. just. I don't like Cinnabons. I and you know what I really don't like is I don't like those Pillsbury Doughboy. I don't like the Cinnabon store, but I don't like those ones you buy and you make in the oven. If I had lightning right now, oh. <laughs> I mean, I do, I, and I get it. I get it because they're popular, but I just don't like them, and I never will like them, and I don't want to like them at this point, you know? I'm sick of them. They disgust me. <coughs> I, I don't know what that means. Hey, do you like those Cinnabons that you make in the oven? I would have intercourse with those Cinnabons and the Pillsbury dough cinnamon. Okay, not to interrupt. Let me just ask you this real quick, because I'm I'm a curious guy, and I'm just wondering, how do you feel about pop tarts? How do you feel about toasted strudels? Oh, so toasted strudels are ten times better than pop tarts. I like pop tarts more. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. I like a I like a toasted pop tart, and you know, put some butter on there. Have you ever buttered a pop tart? Buttered a pop tart? Yeah, no, it's pretty good, dude. I so my favorite part of pop tarts is uh, toasting it. Yeah, I love, I don't know, like, again, you know what, I think the reason I don't like the toaster strudels, I don't like the f the pastry as much. Maybe um, it's like kind of Cinnabon-ish, but it's more flaky, I don't know. I love the flakes, the flakiness, because that's butter and that's dough, that's so flaky. And I like flaky things, I don't, I just don't, something, I'm not big on breakfast or like pastries or dessert pastry. I, I don't know. Are you a big breakfast guy? I don't eat that much breakfast, if I do I eat something light, because if I don't I'll get the itis, I'll fall asleep all day. But if I if I'm eating like my ideal go all out breakfast, I'm an Irish Benedict guy. Oh, just me, but very classic dinner and uh, get some home fried ham oh potatoes my God. in there. Extra hollandaise. Hollandaise sounds amazing. Extra hollandaise and like the home fries. I like the home fries cooked with some onion. 
Biscuits and gravy. You were saying all the things that I love. Oh, yeah, I can tell just looking at you. You've arrived. In the military, you used to do biscuits and gravy with um, scrambled eggs on top. So good. Yo, that was game. I, like, got a full meal. I was great for the oh day. My God. I knew getting that would make me the best meal to get me throughout the whole day if I didn't have lunch. You know what I mean? And, like, I do, like, oh, so good. Would I, you I, agree? You 100%. The, you it'll the, fill you up for the day. You got protein. You got carbs in there. You got the sausage. You got all, everything you could need for the day is in all that. Yeah, like, I think, like, a heavy breakfast like that, yeah. I got to, I, I, it's a rare occasion for me because I like lighter in the morning. I'll eat heavier during the day. But, like, I, I think, like, all right, if I'm going all out, another one classic, just steak and eggs, dude. Like, steak and eggs, one of my steak favorites. Steak and eggs, and the hollandaise on everything. Dude, I love a steak and eggs. Yeah, and hollandaise sauce. Um, and honestly, like, dude, I'm not like, dude, our like omelets, dude. Omelets are delicious. A Western omelet. Western omelet, steak, cheese, peppers, and onions. Yeah, ham too. You could throw ham in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it depends where you go. It's either steak or ham for a Western. But um, I, I really like uh, I like spinach and feta omelets a lot, dude. Oh, those are wicked good. That's some of my favorite pizza too, spinach and feta pizza. Oh yeah, that's so fire. I like to add sliced tomatoes to it. I'm not much of a Ninja Turtle when it comes to that, but I love spinach and feta pizza with tomato, sliced tomato. Yep. And I'll like throw on Sal's pizza. Do they they have one of the best spinach white sauce pies feta with the oh, fresh so, sliced tomatoes. It's so good. And sometimes I'll throw on some you know I'll chicken. Throw on, Chicken, or I'll do chicken or sausage. Yes, red spice sausage. So Italian. Fucking good. But that's, that's dude, I, I, that spinach and feta pizza uh, is one of my favorite pizzas. Like, I, I don't eat a lot of pizza because honestly, it fucking constipates me. Really? I like diverticulitis. We've gone into this. Oh, okay, so the, yeah. So the, the dough and the cheese, it just clogs me right up. Question. And like, I don't need a reason to go up there and fish around for my G spot. Is it, but, it, and if it's pulling out of shit, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that does not sound appetizing. Yeah, I'm not trying to f- push a shit aside to hit the G-spot, you know? Now, question, is it more related to dairy products like uh, lactose? It really is. Like, I need to have a high-fiber diet. Okay. Like, so it, as I need, like, a lot of veggies and stuff like that. I, I'll eat, like, um, a lot of times in the morning, I'll, I'll eat yogurt with bran in it just to keep... I'm a stickler for regularity. Yeah. Like, I really am a stickler for regularity. Um, so I'll, I'll eat yogurt with bran. Or something like that. It's really just the dough and the cheese. Just they just clog. It's just they don't go through my system fast. And then like I need a fast turnaround because of the diverticulitis. You need to keep the poops out. Get yeah. them out. Get them out. Gotta get them out. That's it. Yeah. It's like it's diverticulitis one on one. You know. Yeah. I mean, I I took that in college. <laughs> it's a popular course these days. Seven up or Sprite? I gotta be honest. I don't think I could tell the difference. Sprite for me. All right. Now, real quick segue. Do you remember on PS1 they had a, a 7-Up video game where you were the little red guy with the glasses? The mm. little red circle? No. It was a mastermind in product placement. Because, like, you literally, their logo in the 90s. It was pretty fun. That's actually insane. I remember renting the PlayStation 1 at a video store and playing that game. So Pepsi had their own video game? Oh, Pepsi did. Pepsi had a Pepsi Man video game. Is that what you were saying? No, this was 7-Up. They had both. Oh, 7-Up had 7-Up had, had the little red dot. With the wow. sunglasses, had a video game. I forget what it was called. And Pepsi owns 7-Up. Yeah, and then but Pepsi also had a Pepsi Man video game. Wow. And do you remember the Burger King Xbox? No, actually. Dude, so I still have a couple of them. We'll play it sometime. So it was like $5. You buy it with your Burger King meal. And like there was like a racing game. But the one I want to get into was this game called Sneak King. And it was a stealth game where you were the king. Yeah. And you would sneak around. 
and you'd hide in dumpsters and pop out and give people whoppers. Ooh. Dude, I lo- dude whoppers are actually pretty good. Now, if someone popped out of a dumpster and handed you a whopper, you eating it? Um, no. Came out of a dumpster. Yeah, dude, this guy's, dude, he's hopping out of, he's hopping out from behind trees. He's hiding, like, dude, he's sneaking up on people to give him burgers. It's very, like, there's cyanide, like, wouldn't you think there's cyanide lace in these burgers? That's low-key disgusting. Yeah, it really, like, that's like, who's eating these burgers that some random guy's (laughs) popping out of a sewer handing to you? It sounds like Oscar the Grouch. It's like, how, how does this guy maintain relationships in general? Dude, Oscar the Grouch, like, he, that's so understandable why he's a It's grouch. like if I lived in a private neighborhood and some dumpster was in between me and my neighbor's house, and this guy literally lived in and tried to talk to us every day, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Thank God. A- Amen, brother. Dude, you know, speaking of Oscar the Grouch, you know the Cookie Monster? How they change him to the Veggie Monster? Veggie Monster, but he's back to the Cookie Monster now. Good. Because that is... That is- Grade A bullshit. That lasted a whole two seasons. That's about as legitimate. Remember when they tried saying pizza was a f- vegetable? Congress passed years yeah, ago. Back yeah. in uh, That's about as valid as that. I mean, yeah, Congress can't do jack shit. So. Dude, how can you even claim pizza's a vegetable? Well, if you think about it, it's got dairy. First off, tomato's a fruit. Tomato is a fruit. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I would take anything what Congress says with a grain of salt. Yeah, obviously. I see your T-shirt. It says, uh, what's that, a Cuphead T-shirt? Yeah. Have you played Cuphead? No. What? Uh, dude, it's so sick. So is that actually really cool? These two brothers hand-drew the whole game in their basement. They hand-colored it. Well, they hired someone to color it, but it's all hand-drawn and hand-colored. They hand-drew the game? Yeah. Wow. It's an animated game. It's based off, like, 1920s, 1930s style. Like like with pencils? Yeah. They and, drew it. And, like, paper? Yeah, I I I I don't know if they're doing it on paper, but they drew it by hand. You know what I mean? Holy shit! Yeah, and it's known as one of the hardest video games of all time. I beat it. Me and my buddy, shout out to my boy Bill. We spent a year playing this game, and it took us a year to beat this game. And it counts the amount of times you died. We died at like it's over four thousand times. And then they just released a DLC in June of last year. And we still haven't beaten it yet. It's so hard. So this game is new? came out in 2017, I believe. 2017. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's relatively new. Relatively new. They have a TV show on um, Netflix now with it. What? Yeah. I want the show. I want them to be as successful as possible because it's so such a quality game that I want them to keep making it. And it takes so long to make because they're hand-drawing all of it. And it's just such a quality game. Very fun gameplay. It's insanely hard, but it's so rewarding once you beat a boss. So they have not only a video game they started, but now they have a show on Netflix. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, all within five. It. All within five years. Oh, it was longer than that because I think they started making the game in 2011. They are crushing it. Yeah. So it's been like an over decade process for them. But wow, good yeah, for them. It, seriously, it's super cool. Good for them. It really is good Cup- for them. I'm happy to hear that. Cuphead. Check it out. Check only it 20 out. bucks. Actually, all right, Mike. Now, I, this is something I kind of wanted to avoid bringing up, but in Full transparency, all right? I've watched some Steven Seagal clips. Ooh. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah, I know. I'm okay. aware. I'm definitely I'm aware of your attention. All ears. And so I watch clips of people talking about him. Yeah. Watch clips of him doing Taekwondo. Aikido. Whatever the hell he's doing. He's a seventh degree black belt in Aikido. He is Aikido Masa. <laughs> well, all right. Well, either way, people talking about him, hysterical. Watching him do whatever that is. It's unbelievably funny, dude. Yeah, he, his gut is enormous. It looks like he's like um, 
what's that k plus eight when she was pregnant with like four babies or yeah, six k plus eight i know exactly yeah, yeah she was like pregnant with oh, six. the octomom or the oh yeah he looks like the octomom the octomom throwing a punch at you dude he's it's so funny because like he's dude it looks like it's a comedy yeah like if you thought if you just kind of walked into a room and didn't know anything about him and you looked on the screen you would think like it's you're watching a clip from a comedy movie because he's fucking hilariously out of shape to describe this scene people literally steven seagal is in russia with russian flags on his aikido suit his aikido outfit it's all russian and he's like beating up age small asian dudes and they're just flying off his arms as if he's three you know he probably is 300 pounds but you know dude, he's he's got to be more, dude he's he's insanely out of shape and i'm not in the best shape and i can say this because of how out of shape he is um but dude so i saw this interview with rob schneider when he was on the howard stern show oh yeah and dude it's such a funny story about um steven seagal he was saying steven seagal was donating a bunch of money to gandhi and like kind of as like a gift back for all the donations gandhi made steven seagal deity yeah and i guess that really just fed into his ego that was like a god right yeah yeah, yeah. so like, like steven seagal, dude uh, imagine like steven seagal's a god and like yeah it's so i guess it really fed into his ego and rob shiner was saying like when you saw him talking about it he's like going on like being all peaceful i think you might know the story a little better than me but then some woman walks in the room and says something to him and just goes bitch <laughs> So, I guess the story was Rob Schneider said that he was talking to Steven Seagal, and Steven Seagal said he felt really enlightened. He feels really, you know, you know, relaxed and more calm after he feels spiritually enlightened from being a deity. That's right. And Rob Schneider said, next thing you know, his agent comes over and says, hey, Steven, your ex-wife called and she's letting you know you, you're, uh, she can't drop off the kid this weekend. And Steven Seagal snaps back and goes... You tell that dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so so enlightened. So I know I I know you constantly bring him up, and I constantly give you shit for bringing him up, which I'm still gonna do because I stand by the fact you bring him up. I want to say an egregious amount, an egregious amount. Listen, but I didn't know how funny his clips are because like him doing type whatever the. Can we talk about another one real quick? Absolutely. <laughs> Steven Skull's working on a set. Tom Arnold spoke about this. He was talk, working working on a set called, I believe it was Half Past Dead or Exit Wounds. And uh, Tom Arnold was on set. And he said Steven Skull came on set. Wasn't really... I guess Steven Skull doesn't act out the scenes beforehand. He just comes on set whenever they start filming. And he usually just shoots whatever he wants out, apparently. Tom Arnold said there was a set where the, one of the doors on set go off into a pool... Because they were supposed to be on a houseboat. And uh, Steven Skull comes in and then the director was trying to, someone was trying to tell him that, hey, Steve, about the door. And he was like, quiet. I don't do anything. You know, just do whatever I say and let's go. Something weird. And they're like, okay. They said action. And Steven Skull opened the door and fell right into the pool. And uh, he came out. But when he came out, he was dripping black ink because his hair is fake. Oh my, that's like that episode of Two and a Half Men. Did you ever see that one? That does sound familiar, yeah. Dude, so Alan... Which, uh, oh we, my god, yes. Alan dude, has... We're, we're, we're like Two and a Half Men. We we'll love Two and a Half Men. John it's funny as shit. John Cryer had a fake head of hair that entire... Well, yeah, that's true, but there's an episode where he buys a hair in a can before he goes on a date. 
and he's spraying his hair, and then it rains and just starts dripping down his face. I think I've seen that. It's, oh, yeah, I'm sure you have. You've seen probably every episode just like I have. Remember when he met the chick at the uh, car dealership, and he pretended the Mercedes was his? Yeah, that's one of the earlier episodes. <laughs> yeah. She's a famous actress. Who was she? I think that was Stephen Baldwin. Thank God know. we have an editor. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But two, two and a half men. Why don't we stick on that for a second? Because great show. It's seriously so funny. You know, Jake the kid. He was the highest paid child actor at the time they were filming that. Yeah, he was making what? Like I think the second half. So million? much, dude. So much. He was like almost as much as us. He went off the rails though with that whole religion that he said. Yeah, stuff. he did, but. Ah, oh, he really did. Too bad. He attacked the show that made him who he was. It was all the money that he... done that. Dude, he was making a killing. I would have just shut my mouth, kept going for a few yeah. years, let it ride. They had, a, what, 11 seasons? Yeah, use the money to help the church, buddy. He did come back, though. Yeah, f- briefly. Briefly? Briefly. Br- very briefly. No much more money he probably missed out on? Oh, dude, yeah, just... Fucking shut up and you know what? Well, what F- you, Fifteen million a year probably for like four or five seasons. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, and like wow, fifty million but, he probably lost. Yeah, dude. When he was a kid, like little though, but like between the, like when he was young and between him and like Charlie Sheen and Alan, like that they were just such a funny chemistry. Oh yeah, it really was. And like Charlie Sheen. Oh, and by the way, I want to go back to um, an episode. I said I when I was editing the episode, I actually said Martin Sheen's real name was Martin Estevez, uh, and it's not. His real name is Roman Estevez. Oh, okay. Charlie Sheen's real name is Carlos Estevez, and then you got Emilio Estevez. Well, Mike, that's why pencils have erasers. Carlos, I mean, uh, Charlie is named after his uncle, who is Carlos, who is one of Martin Sheen's brothers. All right. Well, I didn't know that. It's good to know, though. Um... But you know what's my favorite, or one of my favorite parts in the show is Jake, like, was just hanging out with his uncle, and then he goes to his mom. She has, like, a book club over. Yep. And they ask him, like, oh, do you want to get married when you're older? And he just parrots back some stuff Charlie said. And he's like, nah, as long as I have a woman giving me action and cleaning, why would I need to get married? (laughs) He's, like, five, he's, like, probably seven years old saying that to, like, a group full of, like, single, angry, divorced women. And it is, it's honestly, it's gold. That kid in the beginning of the show was so funny. Yeah, he was, dude. What was his name? Austin? Is that his real name? I have no idea. Something. Jake. I call him Jake. He's yeah. Jake. Yeah, Jake. That's Jake. His name. I don't. I don't even care about his. Jake. Name. Jake Allen and Charlie, because Charlie always plays his own name. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, it is pretty funny. That means he's badass. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I guess AIDS makes you pretty cool. <laughs> He cured that in like two years though, apparently. Yeah, remember that roast of him? Remember the the oh, Comedy on a, Central roast? Yeah, the comedy. Remember when he went on tour? Charlie Sheen? Yeah, remember when he went on tour during the whole, when he oh, got Tiger Blood? He got from... fired from CBS, sued CBS because he they broke his con- breach of contract. He ended up winning $120 million. Then he went and signed with FX for anger management for 100 episodes worth $100 million. So after leaving Two and a Half Men, he literally made $225 million all within two years after leaving Two and a Half Men. And then he went on tour and he made like $8 million from the tour. No kidding. You know, real quick, because we're almost out of time, but one thing I do want to say about the roast is, do you know the legendary comedian Patrice O'Neill? Yeah. Okay, so I think one of his last like public performances he did was on one of those roasts because he was dying of diabetes. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, yeah. And um, I just remember when he went up to the mic, like he's one of the greats. Patrice O'Neill is one of the best comedians to ever do it. 
Uh, but when he got up there, everyone was shitting on him so hard for dying of diabetes. Then he gets up there and he's like, dude, I'm literally dying and you guys are ruthless. And that's Patrice O'Neill saying that. And I think it's kind of funny. That just speaks kind of like uh, comedians will always just be like that. It's kind of a testament to that side of the show. Wow. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what my dad has, type 1 diabetes. Oh, gosh. The worst one you can have. That's not good. But, Mike, we are almost out of time. And I, you know me. I don't like to end the show without giving my song of the week. Mikey, what is the song of the week? Song of the week is... Blank Generation by Richard Hell. He was in the legendary punk band television and the Heartbreakers with Johnny Thunders of the New York Dolls. Check it out. Fantastic stuff. Mike, is there anything else you would like to add? I think that concludes episode 24. I want to thank our listeners for being here once again. We're literally on all streaming platforms. You know who I want to thank? I want to thank that dude in Brussels. Oh, yes. Let us, let's mention our fan from Brussels. <laughs> we have this one guy from Brussels. We love you. We love you, dude. He's listened to everything we've done. We're gonna so awesome. We're going to come to Belgium sometime. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it, you're the man. Thank you. Just for you. You, you alone have made us international. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm Mike Graham, your co-host. We'll see you next episode for the season finale yeah. of season one, episode 25. And I'm Mike Biston. Thank you. Toodles.